You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. After laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. Hey guys, welcome to the after laugh. I'm here with um, Aaron Davis, entrepreneur, matchmaker, an ex girlfriend who had me convert to Judaism. Oh God! How you doing, Aaron? Good to see you. <laughs> And by the way, you're you're not my first you're not my first uh, ex on the show. Oh God! I had my high school girlfriend oh. come on my show. Is that the one you got that superlative with? That you guys get like most likely to be oh. together forever, and then didn't work out. No, no. My superlative freshman year. My superlatives. You know what my superlatives were? Oh yeah, best couple. Yeah, that one. That's what I thought. That Me was and girl. Jenny Kellogg, heir to the Kellogg fortune. Oh, you let that one go. Huh? And then. Uh, and then, and then, best body, yeah, best bod, baby. Ninth grade, I was killing it. Ooh. They didn't care about pecs, clearly. <laughs> they didn't care about chest muscles. Ooh. The arms looked good. They didn't oh. know what was going down here. It was a little Vietnamese twelve-year-old boy, but oh, were you the arms. Were you rollerblading back then? No, oh. I was. I was a soccer it was player. All upper body, yeah, all upper body back then. Anyway, so Aaron, you just moved to LA. I did. And how's it going? Like last week. <laughs> um, it's it's good. I'm making. Put, put the uh, mic a little closer to your face. Make, Come on, um, that's that's that's, that's a better look said. for you anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's very different. It's yeah. very different. Yeah, I've been here a week now, a whopping one week, and it's a big culture shock. But I kind of love it. But you've been in LA a lot of times, so this I isn't have. like crazy. I think I was by you know, by coastal. Does this represent a permanent move for you, Aaron? Um, I I stick my. I, I stick my toes in first, you yeah, know, yeah. bunion in uh, in first. So I'm doing a six month first, six month six lease, month. and then before I fully commit, you know, like I tried you out for a while, right? How long did it take before <laughs> we before we went all? Yeah, in how long did we trip? date? Uh, three and a half years. We date three and a half years. Three and a half years. Yes. But how long did this? how long did we really date? How long were we like date? Probably like, six re- months. Okay, six months. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Collectively, three yeah. and a half. Good yeah, lord. Yeah, but over six months before we took like a first trip, you know. So that's why I think you gotta yeah. test stuff out. So I'm here to test out the first six months before I dive into like a one two. I think year that's lease, fair for LA. You know? Now. I want to tell people kind of what you do and get into this because I mm-hmm. think it's very fascinating. So Aaron, I met Aaron on Tinder, not to brag. <laughs> uh, Aaron was actually looking for love on Tinder, which was oh, really interesting. I think I was looking for, you know, whatever. Not good advertisement for my job as a matchmaker, but okay, keep going. <laughs> this is a long, This is before <laughs> Tinder became like just a consortium of no, sluts. No, it was, it was definitely when it was okay, fully right. in. To I, was, I was trying to cover yep. for you a little bit. Anyway, so the point is, I think that... Uh, I had heard of you before we'd actually met because you'd had, I think I'd heard about the Time Magazine article about the female wing woman. Because you got semi-famous in like 2013, 14 maybe for an yes. article in Time yes. as a female wing. That, I think that got, that was around. That was viral before That's viral. That's how really. I all got started. That's, yeah. I left my day job. How did that, that come article. about? Like, get, get, tell people like sort of the, the origins story so when i was eight years old (laughs) i started a little diary in third grade where i was matchmaking my classmates so it's been in my blood since i was a little kid are any of them still together 
um, no. in Georgia. I'm sure they were married <laughs> by fourth or fifth grade. So yes. I definitely got that done, um, which means that they've probably been divorced three or four times <laughs> since then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I started, it was in my blood. And then when I moved to New York from Johns Creek, Georgia in 2010, I got a job in immigration and I was working with all a these job New in immigration. Yorkers. Yeah, I was in diplomacy Oh, because you did, you went to Georgetown, you got a degree in like know, some bullshit, like international, international affairs. affairs. And Spanish and theology, like all the, and then I graduated early. Must have messed early. Let's not do false information. Damn it. Okay. Um. So, yeah, when I moved to New York, I realized all these awesome, smart people involved in the work I was doing with refugees were all single. And I was like, how huh. is this possible? Because in Georgia, everybody's married off by the time they're 19, 20. And I come to New York in 20s, 30s, 40s, successful. Everyone's single in New York. Everybody's single. And um, I decided my little eight-year-old self was, was brainstorming, how do I get these people together? So I was living with my brother at the time, and I said, I'm going to employ you as my sous chef, a.k.a. the guy that just sets up the tables and chairs and cleans. And um, we put together a few dinners. Shabbat at your dinners place. At my tiny apartment. We got fold-out tables. And um, How did you get people to come? Oh, they, th this is the, oh, speaking of Tinder, this is the year that Tinder came out. And I was kind of mad. I was like, I don't want people to meet on this phone app like people need to meet in person and i know all these awesome people why aren't they meeting in person why are they dependent on an app yeah so i put together a dinner and i very strategically curated the dinner okay so i picked eight men and eight women that i thought should meet and, and you I met had them from your mind. job because you're you new actually in new york. met them my very first couple i put together was rachel and adam oh and they're still together and they are they are had they have two kids that are amazing amazing and um but how did yeah. you find it new to new york how did you find these people just all through work all through so, work I was um, a like, director. Yeah, shitty what's happening in Libya. Hey, by the way. Oh, by the way. Hey, you want to get know. some tail? Yeah. Okay. While you help refugees. <laughs> how about you find love at the same time? Not with the refugee, okay? Then oh, the genocide in Rwanda. Woo. Woo. By the way. Hey, everybody's you looking get for a so, canine you visa. You want to get your dick wet? Okay. want to get your green card? I, you know, yeah. I can marry you off. Um, <laughs> there's a little conflict of interest. Okay, so you got the eight yeah. and the eight. I and you eight and matched. Eight. You had... So the idea was you had already had them paired, the eight with the eight. Like you already in had my ideas. Head, okay, I yeah. had a few, like I had Rachel and Adam in yeah. my head um, and I knew that they would hit it off. And then I kind of took it from there. Like I made sure I had some plan B's and plan C's. If Rachel didn't like Adam, I got some backups for her. Yeah. And basically everybody in the group was curated so that they would all get along. Like yeah. everybody could be a match. They'd all be friends. It wasn't competitive. And then to me, what was very important is that it wasn't like I just left them to bumble around by themselves. I had a program, like a theme. It was um, bourbon bourbon beatboxing and board games. So we had a guy come and beatbox, the Shema, uh -huh. um, Jay Stone. And, um, Is he still a, a Shema he's beatboxer? He's still a beatboxer, yes. Mm -hmm. Jay Stone, and, shout out. Yeah, it's beautiful. And then, he, and then we had board games, and we played like apples to apples, like the Jewish edition, which was very bonding for people. Was it, so, so during the dinner, you played the board games, or after, after the dinner? After the dinner. And then now, when you play thing, the board games, you go to a different room, or you just no, on the dinner all, table. No, it's all this is New York. You think I have different rooms? Everyone it's talks about apples, room. apples. I don't know the fucking game. I don't know oh, board well. games really. Um, yeah, that's because you what you play. You still play video games, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you play yeah, Spider Man. I just on look your at phone? the TV. Oh, you just, just watch TV. Track. Anyway, okay. So you play books? board games, and the idea of the board game is obviously an icebreaker. Did um, you have any original yes. icebreaker games? Absolutely. I have one signature one, and I still do it. I what actually it? did it to, in my parents' retirement community for Thanksgiving two years ago. It's a hit every time. Don't steal it, but I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody what it is. Yeah. Um, when you walk into one of my dinners, you get a, a card and a pencil, and you write down one anonymous fact 
that you don't think anyone would ever know. It's like a secret. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I collect them and I put them face down under pl the plates. And then when I'm we attracted seated, to 12 years old. Who? who yeah. Anyway, who wrote that? Know, anyway, good. Once convicted for child <laughs> porn. No, it's actually pretty PG. Of course. PG of course. You wouldn't want to be. These are nice yeah. Jews on a Shabbat. Yeah, because you know um, Jews aren't pervs. Yeah, anyway. it started as Jewish Shabbats and now it's it's dinner for everybody. Got but. It. Um, but yeah, then you read the clue under your plate, and then you turn into a drinking game. You guess who you think it is, who has the third nipple at the table. You point at them. If you're wrong, you drink. Then the person whose clue it is, they stand up and they say, that was me. And then you say their name, where they're from. Then the icebreaker's done. So you don't have people going on uh, for like 30 minutes each. You yes, know? Yeah, yes. no, I hate when that happens. Yeah. And that's it. Did you have one where someone had a third nipple? Yes, that's why I used that reference. Yeah, it didn't just... <laughs> that while must have been I'm staring at you, it didn't it just was, come to my mind. It was me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, I'm nipple. looking at you and looking, I'm looking <laughs> yeah. down near your torso. I, ba I barely have two like, nipples. What are you second. talking about? Yeah, they're so um, tiny. You're right, God. They tiny. were really tiny. And you weren't even cold. It's so confused. <laughs> when you're cold, they disappear. I feel <laughs> like, like, is that like a I, I had like a, a trans... My ch it's like my chest was a transplant from like a 10-year-old boy. I thought you were going to say it's transparent. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty pale. Um... So that's so that worked out. That was obviously a hit. That first dinner. First, and then same with the, the second. Another was that a month later, or a week later? How how often? I was we doing, doing it once a month, and I would even cook all the food from scratch. I mean, and I. And I'm assuming these people paid for entry. Very little. Very and little. So I you were taking baths. Yeah. Digging holes, and then as I got out, thanks to Time Magazine, a reporter, an awesome journalist. How did that happen? Yeah. I got a call and they said, hey, your business card's floating around our office. We hear you do these dinners and we have this this cute reporter. We want to stick her undercover in your dinner. And we want you to fix her up. Well, she did meet a guy at one of my dinners. They dated for a long time. She oh, wrote wow. the piece and she put it out on my birthday as like a surprise. A and gift. you can still find it online, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. If you type um, Aaron Davis, like Wing Woman, Time Magazine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that must was that like a life changing event to that immediately that kind yeah. of because time is particularly I mean I don't know how it is now but I mean does anyone read a magazine now but back then 2013 right yeah 12? that was yeah I guess so 20 yeah 2013 I think is when it came out I've been doing the dinner since 2011 yeah or 2012 yeah so and Time magazine is obviously pr probably one of the top ten magazines in the world I'm of assuming course. yeah and it went online too so it was international people saw so, it online so what did your life look like after that like immediately was it just um, phone calls emails phone oh, calls yeah. emails oh yeah so I I developed a website like overnight. I was like, oh my God, I got to do something because I was, people were finding me online on social media and like trying to contact me. Can I come to a dinner? And I'm thinking, I can't do this. Like I can't have like a million strangers just come over for dinner. Like yeah. that's not why my dinners were successful. It's because they were curated. Yeah. So what happened after that was actually a, a combination of a media blitz. Like I was getting contacted to interview, to go on TV, reality shows, sizzle reels. And then um, also just by people saying, can you help me? Can you help me? And then the idea of becoming a professional. Your dog won't escape, by the way. She's here with her little uh, <laughs> long-haired chihuahua. And uh, the dog, okay, maybe the dog will escape. Okay, keep, uh, okay, yeah, keep, oh, the dog's, okay. Oh, where's the dog? Um, <laughs> keep talking, I'm going to get your dog. Keep talking, you're going to get me my bug spray. Yes. Sorry for the delay. Uh, her little chihuahua ran off and now she's getting bug spray because she's getting attacked. Oh yeah, you got some mosquito bites on your leg. I'm sorry about that. I don't know. You know, I've never understood the sort of the math, the science behind mosquito bites, because um, I've I don't think I've ever been bitten by a mosquito. 
even those tiny nipples that are like smaller than a mosquito bite that nothing's no. ever been bitten. No. Yeah, I get attacked. I get attacked. They usually they go for sweetness. What is your what sweet, is sweet sugary well, kindness? Wouldn't make sense though. Yeah. So exactly. what is your blood type though? I'm just curious if it's a blood type um, thing. Do you know? I don't know. Okay. Um, for someone who has all your conditions, you don't know your blood type. You. No. Very interesting. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of history, guys. Okay, so you got contacted by magazines and people and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You made the website. Made the website. It was it crashed. I outsourced it to India. You know, one of those quick. But it crashed because webs. of traffic. I'm it assuming. crashed because of traffic. That's cool. I, um, I didn't know what to do. And people were contacting me privately through social media saying, please get me at one of your dinners. And, and then the idea of a wing woman was, was it, born. Was it, a, was it a Jewish event at the time? Was it very Jew heavy? It was. And it, it's when it got, it's when it morphed into becoming a wing woman business over just a matchmaking Shabbat dinner. Uh-huh. Um, that's when it really, really launched into just everybody, all ages, all faiths, religions, backgrounds, um, yeah. really launched into a completely different business. And that idea came from somebody contacting me saying, can I come to one of your dinners? And I said, thousands of people want to come to dinners. I don't know what to do. I was literally interviewing, I think we were dating at the time, I was interviewing four people every 20 minutes, uh, divided oh, by I sexes. That. It was crazy. And, and I was building a database of thousands of people in New York. And I was uh-huh. thinking, I'll still do my dinners, but now I have to pick between thousands. And then somebody said to me, look, I just know statistically I'm never going to come to a dinner, right? Mm-hmm. So he was like, can you just come with me to a dinner and like work your magic and like try to match me with whoever's at the event and like make me look good and like help me be confident? And, what? and I was like, yeah. Well, basically like like Hitch, like a wingman. Like, and right? that's it. That, th- that business yes. model had already existed, but it wasn't yeah. really something that men, that women were doing for men. Right. Or, so what, what made or your, what made women you, do for women. I work for women yes. just as much as men. At the time... And obviously the movie Hitch had already come out, right? Yes. But at that time, the business of the wingman had existed as a professional business, I'm assuming, for years. Probably not very yeah. many years. But it was known as the pickup artist. That's what people thought that business was, and that's not what I do. Yeah. Yeah. That had been out. That was a big thing. No, I the remember, game. of course. The third, right. The third right. Game, of course, was huge. But as a but being a wingman was something. I mean, obviously, there's unofficial, hey, I'll be your wingman. But then there's a professional wingman, mm-hmm. like the movie Hitch. Yeah. And that was a real job that existed. Yes. But the sort of the difference with you was basically that you're a woman doing it. So wing woman just was the yeah, I'm just was wondering what the angle was that made it made it like a unique event for people. Yes, I think that it's because it was a woman. So the term wing woman, yeah, um, was considered very Did you try interesting to patent that? and different. <laughs> you know, so many people ask me that too, um, and I I didn't. But it just became like this very catchy term. And then it kind of evolved into not just being a wing man, but I think even it just being called wing woman uh-huh. meant that the services were even a little bit different. So I kind of became a queer eye for the straight guy. Like, you know got how it. there's like five guys on that show? I'm yeah. basically all of them in one. I even got a real estate license. I do everything for one client. So yeah. I think when you have a woman, Well, let's, touch, let's, back, let's backtrack because we, we got to get chronological. Come on, the foreplay. So before you, you know became- what that is? Oh, okay. Go ahead. Oh, you know what? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I knew what I should have had her on what? this fucking Happens? podcast. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. Um, before, before you became like a multi-purpose, multifaceted kind of life coach, you were just, not just, but you were basically, you were still doing the dinners. 
Yeah, and I still, I still do them today. I still do them today. So Shabbatness is your company, right? But that's, that's different. That's my Jewish company, yeah. That's, that's your my. Jewish company, and that's separate from the Wing Woman company. Yes. So yeah. when you first started, I'm always fascinated by the Wing Woman thing, because, and I know, I know we talked about this before when we were dating, but I've never really listened to you when we were dating. Right. Pero, yeah, we didn't uh, talk. Pero, did yeah. you, uh, there must have been a conflict with men, because they're single men, well, probably a lot of them Jewish in New York. You're a cute single girl. You always show up dressed to the nines, and they're like, "I want to meet a nice single girl." And then you show up, and you, but in the time were you single in the beginning of the job? Uh, no, I was with this Bill Dawes. It was uh, no, but so you were doing this before me. Obviously, silly. In 2014, um, I was actually always I was actually pretty much taken the whole time, and I yeah. think that's why my career got off the ground. I didn't have a conflict of interest, yeah, because I was actually taken for the whole career, and it made to me it made me act more professionally. Of course, um, you'd have to. And you have, and I'm a loyal person, and so people, I think they people, just kind of knew it right and, off the bat. And so people would respect those boundaries. Yeah, obviously. they yeah. did. Yeah. They did. And I actually made it really clear. But even then, like I conducted myself very professionally. I also, I think you know about this. I had a fake engagement ring from Burlington Coat Factory. It was nine dollars, <laughs> and in a dark, dimly lit bar, it was freaking. Yeah, man, it, it was worked? intimidating. Even man. with the Jewish people, people who work stayed, in the in the Diamond District. Uh, well, I didn't let them get too close with their giant <laughs> bifocals. You know, <laughs> well, I was like, don't get in there. <laughs> don't look it closely. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was intimidating. So people were like, whoa, she's taken. Yeah. And my fake pregnancy suit, they stayed away. No, I didn't have yeah. that. But I did have, <laughs> I did have a, a ring that helped what, me. What yeah. are some of the craziest, because what are some of the craziest stories that you've been a part of as a wing woman? Now, because in my head, uh, and I know we've talked about some of these, but in my head, I think like one of them, obviously, is you set somebody up and one of the people, probably the man, is a psychopath. And then the woman probably makes you feel like it's your fault that you set them. That has not happened. That has not sounds happened. Sounds really personal to you. Sounds um, personal to you, yes. Aaron. Let's be honest. Uh, yes, I didn't know when I went on Tinder what I was meeting back in the day. So correct. Oh, Aaron, oh, come on now. All right. So, but so, but there must be something close to that where you set people up, and they were. I'll put it this yes, way. Yes, I have crazy stories. When I set up, when I set up in my life, I've tried to set up gay men. And here's the problem set up with gay men. Every gay man thinks that they're hotter than the person you're trying to set them up with. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, like, I'm way hotter than him. Like, why would you? Like, every time it's happened, I'm like, well, you're both sixes. Calm down. Do you have situations like that in your community? Because let's be honest. Let's okay. This well, go, this go get me canceled. But we okay. know the entitled Jewish women from New York oh, think they're way hotter it. than they are. What? You're not from New York. Okay. I'm t- right. You know what I'm there talking about. I'm talking about the type of girl um, who no, is I know like, what you mean. So fifteen thousand no. dollar no. engagement ring isn't you, good enough. You are correct in that people their standards always blow my mind. Yeah. Um, which is why I moved away from matchmaking. I am not a matchmaker. You I still try, do it sometimes, right? No, I do group matchmaking. I do not believe in one-on-one setup. If someone said, look, here's $1,000, I want take me out tonight to match, you would do it. Yes, but guess what? Take me out to match me is very different than saying set me up with somebody, specifically okay. a one-on-one. I think when you set up somebody and they're sitting across from them and they're staring at them and they're looking for problems and they're saying, I deserve better, why did she set me up with this? It and then they come back and, t- and they fill out a feedback form on a human <laughs> being. I mean, yeah. I cannot handle that process. A feedback form on the a human being. The reason I became not- a wing woman is because I think people need to meet more naturally. Of course. Not on Tinder. But they should meet like in a small get-together with friends, a small dinner where they can just feed off chemistry in a room of people that yeah. are compatible. Not one-on-one. I-, I don't like that. I agree with you because people have crazy standards or they're looking for problems. Yeah. So, and we've talked about this before we were dating, but here's a blanket thing I want to ask about 
What is the best experience you've had as a wing woman and what's the worst experience you've had as a wing woman? Like what's the most, the thing that makes you f- kind of like keeps you going? Like this yeah. was so cool. I know Adam and Rachel, but that was yeah, sort of early on. Like, that's very rewarding. Other than that, like a wing woman situation where it seemed like someone was like hopeless, yeah. was never going to fall in love, was going to die alone in a trailer in the desert and you got them hitched. Um. So, yeah, I don't think people really know the not-so-glamorous part of my job, but that's actually the part that makes it the most rewarding. So people typically hire me when they are at their lowest points, okay? So, like, I met this one female client, and it was the dead of winter, and it was COVID, so we're freezing and we're outside meeting because everything's, like, closed indoors. And I'll never forget her. I call her the tears in the coffee cup girl. We met for coffee, (laughs) and she's telling me her heartbreaking story her breakup i mean she's devastated and it just came out of nowhere and it was just she was so beautiful and sweet and she's worried she's at that age where she's now just she gave years of her life to this one man and now she's she doesn't think she has a future but she cried into her coffee cup and tears fell and she goes she goes oh i should i still drink this and it was one of the saddest moments it'll taste like salted tears came in and 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 i looked at it i tried to turn it around in the moment and i said you know like I, I want to help this girl, right? Yeah. And so literally, it took it, it. This is not a fast process. I try yeah. to be as efficient as I can, but I ended up going to her place. I purged it of the ex's items. I helped her redecorate. So you did the like, uh, does this purge, spark joy, purge. like that Asian woman thing? I mean, I don't talk like that. <laughs> but uh, what was that woman joy? called? I forgot. Who was that? It starts with a K, right, or something? God, yeah, yeah, it I was forget. a show. It was, it was a, a show that like everyone talked about for yeah, five minutes, for, and, for and five then no one ever talked about it again. No, I go to their place. I. I purge all the social media of any photos of an ex. I took out items that he got her. He had like bought her a sweater for Christmas and I removed it. And are they like, no, 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 please no. No, no, they say take it and they don't look like they actually cover their eyes. I put it in a box. Uh Um, I put everything on a flash drive back when flash drives existed before the cloud. Um, And then it, and then it took months. Like I also do fitness and nutrition. So I wanted her feeling good about herself, feeling Mm -hmm. healthy. Exercise is a huge thing that helps all my clients, whether they, they think it will or not they always tell me thank you this has actually been a really big thing so yeah. I'll, I'll take them boxing and let out their anger on the ex um oh i remember the boxing healthier. yeah i usually put your picture on yeah the you put, that's that the true we story guys when dating. we were dating yeah, she would have my picture. picture on the picture of the boxing yeah. back yeah while we yeah yeah because time. you know that was the only time like she could uh you know hit me back right it's a joke oh, <laughs> it's a joke i've never canceled canceled once yeah. I don't even know so if I've twice, sp- just a double. I might punch. have spanked your butt twice. I rarely even spanked your butt. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's Did I? true. Maybe just All a little, right, so. yeah, grab just a little, anyway. more of a pinch, kind of a. All okay. right, so that's so this girl, this disaster of a mess, trying she to. She was coffee. so sad. It was mm. it, to me getting somebody out of a heartbreak, and then we went through this whole process. Like I took her shopping, I completely changed her look. We cut her hair, uh, got her a new wardrobe, changed around her apartment. And then slowly, when she was ready, I taught her how to date again, which is not on apps. It's not with strangers. You taught her how to date again. Date again. Yeah. Because you can't do it when you're not ready. And you have to do it in a safe way where I don't want her to get discouraged very quickly. So we Uh work together. It's a lot of therapy. It is. Sure, of course it is. I'll tell you. How do you teach someone how to date again, though? She's now in a very serious relationship. She's very happy. She's That you set her up with? No, I, so as Hitch, I do not do the setup. I help them find their person. So Were you there when they met, she met her person? It was at an event, yes. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't target it or anything like yeah, that, but I like happy, to accompany them so, out. Right. Yeah. And um, You still take credit. I make, yeah. I'm always going to be a behind the scenes, take credit for it. <laughs> I know, it's, but it's it's a quiet job. Yeah. You, you do a lot behind closed doors, but people don't really see it. It's and she's not, with this guy, she's serious. Yeah, she's still Is with she, him, yeah. It's been about a year. A bit about a year, okay. Yeah. 
she's very happy and okay. she, this is somebody who never thought this would happen again Aww. and the truth is there's no fast fix but it can happen if they're dedicated yeah so that's just i mean that's my cheesy like rewarding story yeah the, the worst story mm-hmm. is actually this is a quick one and you'll love this this is the type of person that i just would never want to work with and at this point in my career i don't even take these assignments i met this guy at a coffee shop i always require a one-hour consult before mm-hmm. i take on them for any reason right yeah and he says, I, I want to take you to a party with, you know, my friends holding a party. And then he says, I want you to establish me as the alpha male. <laughs> and he used those words, establish me as the alpha male of the party. And I get How? there. I, and I said, what? He goes, you need to dote on me. You need okay. to make me the man. And he used the word alpha male. And I was mm. like, this is not what I do. Yeah. And it's, and I, so right I away you were like, hour. no. I was like, uh, yeah, I went, I did go to the party. This was very early in my career. And I was like, well, maybe I can yeah, turn of course. it into a, I was so miserable. Um, I gave him the one hour time. He said, thanks were you, so much. Was, was he like, hey, amicable. babe, get me a drink. And you were like getting him drinks and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was just, he wanted me to dote. If I went to <laughs> off to the bathroom, he would text me while I was, where did you go? You Did you go? Oh, you're in the bathroom guy. too long and you should come back and dote on me. And I'm like, this is absurd. And then he had a child and asked me to, pre- to like pretend he didn't have one. Like, don't tell anybody if they ask and i don't lie i don't i wasn't comfortable with that so then i thought that i would never work with anybody like that again yeah okay and then the pandemic came and i moved to miami and that was every person Miami. yeah i can imagine it was the worst six months of my life it made me want to lose all love for my career and quit and give up why because the people were just all narcissistic everybody just wanted to be alpha i did not get one I don't think I had one hopeful story in living really? there for six months. I saw people cheat on second families. Like they had whole, they had whole second, whole at least family. be faithful to your second family. You well, know what I mean? Third family they're faithful to. <laughs> so one of the families they're faithful to one. They're not, they had, I mean, I, I definitely saw people with whole other lives in other cities and they'd come wow. to Miami and have a whole secret life. And they would Drugs, tell you they were prostitution. Like, would you find boats. this out where they would tell you this? Um, I, no, they wouldn't tell me at first. I'd find out over time, and I was so disgusted, and, and yeah, and I was really because I you're putting your so name, you're, you're putting your when you represent. I mean, on some level, you're representing someone. You take them around on a little bit of a level, right? And you take them around like, yeah, they exactly. meet a girl. It's like, hey, yeah. why didn't you tell me I had a second wife? Well, yeah. Um, I had people tell me that I should consider plastic surgery to be more successful in my job because I'm a, you know, I'm going to, I'm on a, the A team. The A team. The A team. Small um, boobies. Yeah. So if you would be, you'd be better at your job if you, if you plump those up. If, if your in job Miami, was the honeypot for sure. Yeah. I, you know. I just saw so much. And you had honeypot. My job. By the way, that's another, that's another aspect of your job that I think is a new thing. Honeypotting, which is, um, I remember when I was doing comedy in like 2009, I met a professional honeypot who worked for, I don't know if it was the state or the FBI, but she was basically a honeypot where she would go to find if men were faithful. And she was like very- Yeah, I do that a lot. Yeah. I do that a lot. And I for her, she had very big boobs and oh, that was part of the wow. honeypot. It was like, look at my big, and guys were like, hey, no, like no. you married? No. I say I use my brain a lot use your, to kind of, I use my, my brain and to kind of rope them in. And but that's a, that must be it because she told me it was very depressing. It's depressing. It's depressing. Um, it's it's depressing. I do a lot of because so work. many because apparently so many men fall for it. I mean, she was like, it's so rare to to have a man that is married that I honeypot who goes, you know what, you're very attractive, but I'm not. She's like, most of the time they're they're trying to even if they don't follow through, they get a number or they try to negotiate something, and she found it very very depressing. What was your experience with it? I you haven't I done that know, much, right? 
No, so a lot of my detective work is actually, it's not as depressing as you think. It's it's finding out if somebody, and I consider this good, honest work, I've, yeah. if finding out if a, or somebody's a gold digger. So like so if a, a guy so will if hire a, me and if say, it's I a think, woman. So if there's a, a woman. A man will hire me and say, I, I'm dating somebody and I want to know if she genuinely cares or if she has ulterior motives. So she's a woman, so she's a gold digger. What's the, what's the problem? Is this thing on? Anyway, go ahead. Hello? Hello? So if you, you mean, but hold on, I have a problem with that. Ulterior motives like what? Like she wants to marry him because he's rich? Who doesn't want to marry a rich guy? What woman doesn't want to marry a rich guy? Um, but there is a difference between somebody who's like, oh, cool, he happens to be rich and I love him versus I don't love this guy. I'm here. I'm in it for the money. And you can actually People will literally that say that quick. to you? No, you can. Uh, there's other discreet ways of figuring that out. How? I ask them if they're seeing somebody. Uh-huh. And the way that they answer that question uh, is mind blowing. I mean, when you're in love with your person, you definitely you don't go into what kind of situation it is. You say, yeah. "Oh yeah, I am. He's incredible. He's amazing." It's like I found like I found like my person. Yeah. And they leave it. They don't say, "Oh yeah." So I actually was introduced uh, to this man who happens to be a billionaire and has his net worth is. And I'm like, "Oh, this is weird." When they bring it up right away, they bring it up and they to explain the situation like it's a. Oh, it's, it's, yes, it's a lovely, it's a lovely lifestyle and a lifestyle, but they don't mention the person. They mention the lifestyle. It's and very, it's easy to so tell. So this woman is dating this man already, you're saying. And this man yeah, goes, listen, I think this new. woman is only with me because of my money. Can you find out? Yeah, I get hired for that a lot. Now, do you have, do you like wear a wire? Do you like record it? No, I tell them. I, I do it when it's fresh. I leave voice notes right after. I'll walk out and say, all right, look, I got it. This is this is the information. It'll mm-hmm. also, but I mean, just as commonly people say, will you find out if she's even really into me, period. Like yeah. if there's other guys, if she's like serious, if she's in a good place. I and do how do you, full how evaluations. Do you, do, you, do you like just randomly? F- oh, yeah, I'm like, good. I oh, break hey, hey. Yep. Or, or like you don't know this woman, I'm assuming. So no, how do you? How I do you, get told where they are, and you walk and in the I am bar. That good, yeah. I can do get do? somebody's life story and like. Let's do a little real. Let's I had do a little you crying role on play. what date were you already crying and spilling your? Huh? What, how long did it take me to get you to start crying and pouring? Out? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I can get people to. Um, so to just have, get, let's do a little role play. I'm I'm the woman at the bar. Yeah. I'm 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 drinking. I'm thinking like how much how much of that bag can I get from this man. <laughs> I'm drinking my yeah, bourbon. Yeah, no, I I literally will walk up and I do mm-hmm. a tactic I call um, engaging the middleman. Let's, let's see it, okay. Okay, so I engage the middleman. I start talking to the bartender. I don't tar- talk to my target, right? Mm. And I'm like, oh my God, do you have absolute vanilla? Nobody has that stuff. It's like one of my favorite. And then I'm like, wait, what are, what are you drinking? And then mm. if she's like, but I'm talking to the bartender first, okay? And I'm like, okay. oh man, I love an absolute vanilla with like Diet Coke. You have a cherry? Can you put a cherry? And then I'm like, and then he's like, no, we don't, we don't carry that stuff. Like we have like absolute grapefruit and absolute Mandarin. I'm like, never mind. Okay. Like, okay. What, what is she having? Blah, blah, blah. And then I start talking to the girl and it, literally I. So how do you go from what is way? she having to talking to her? Like, what's it like? It, you look interesting. Are, no, basic conversational skills. I don't have those. So basic. I'm curious. I, whatever it takes to, I'll comment on clothes, hair. I like your hair. Yeah, that's I will. That's a good that's one, a right? Big thing with woman girls. to woman, I like your hair. I find something that I'm literally curious. Usually, it's to compliment. Um, yeah. With dudes, I actually go in with wit. So if I'm trying to get into a conversation with a guy, I try to make them laugh. Or sports, if they're watching the team, you know, I'm like, oh my god, my dog's named Javi Lopez. Like, I'm a huge Braves fan. Like, yeah. Why did your Phillies cream us? Like, really? Yeah. And then the guys are like, your dog's named that man, and I'm like, yeah, you have a dog. 
He's like, uh, no, but that's pretty awesome. Your dog's name. And then I'm in. And then we start yeah. talking sports, you know. Yeah. So, or musical theater. So if it when was you, you when I would have just started talking So when you're theater. talking to the man, mm-hmm. it's that's your job to find out if he's going to, if he Anything. is cheating on her. If he's seeing somebody. Like, I'll just be else. like, or I'll, oh, he's, one of my favorite things to do is comment on a man's, a man's beard. So if he has some stubble, which a lot of guys do, okay? Yeah. So I'll say something like, oh my God, you have the greatest, like, stubble like this five o'clock shadow like you connect on the sides you know how many guys like can't do that like my brother just grows like a neck beard yeah. you know frustrates the hell out of him yeah i was like you know you got a good one and yeah. then they're usually like oh thank you <laughs> thanks and then i'm kind of in there and then i say like no seriously you you can't be single and and you know i say something like i actually i don't i even tell them i'm a matchmaker by I the way say, if like a I woman if a woman started talking to me that way my first thought would be She's a professional. She's, she's a professional, or she's trans, or she's and, and that Wants may sound that does not that is not transphobic, but trans women are just very aggressive. They're way more aggressive. I, I haven't I haven't seen that, so I don't know. Yes. So um, or or they're professional. Yeah. So I would I would be me just being me. If you came up to me and you started to do that, I'd be like, what's what's the what's the prank? What's happening here? Yeah. Do people ever catch wise? No, I, I've had people say, well, like, wow, you're really like on. Like yeah. you have, they, they tell me I'm on. Yeah. Which is hard because I act the same way when I'm not working. So yeah. that's what's hard is that like, that's how I like talk. I mean, I'll talk to people, compliment mm-hmm. them and be kind of funny. Ish. Ish. <laughs> there is definitely an errand social mode, which I appreciate because sometimes you, you've, you're you've, not social. <laughs> well, I, you know, I don't have, I'm not the best social person, but like so, like let's say I'll I'll do a I'll do a show and my set will be blech. and you'll be oh and you'll have that like your voice will be up a little oh. octave and you'll be very positive and I appreciate it oh. but I also know you're lying so no you know what I do it's not lying <laughs> I omit the stuff you sucked at okay and I say oh my god your accents tonight you killed me that German accent the Russian when you do your yeah. gay oh you kill me game. but did I talk about your threesome joke and stuff like, no I don't want to talk about that so I did joke. not I didn't compliment the jokes the like copy. yeah I won't com- I don't compliment the stuff I didn't like but I will yes I find the positive that doesn't mean I'm lying it wait did you tell I, me your worst story as a wing woman yeah oh the gu- that guy that one and then guy Miami those were a million stories in Miami millions oh. Okay. Millions. So yeah, it was just one big lump. And did you ever have any situation where you felt unsafe? And no. all this time you never no. felt unsafe. There was never no. a guy who was like cornered you or was like, hey baby. Oh, I did know I think that we were dating when this happened. I did get hired by somebody who was recently out of like twenty years in a mental mental institution. Ooh. And he said, I, I don't know how to date. And I'm like, uh, clearly, but <laughs> um, I was a little scared. And he was bringing me gifts and stuff. I mean, I, yeah. that was scary. I just kind of like did a fizzle out. You, you do have, you do have, Aaron Davis does have a, not to invite more stalkers, but you do have a Thank propensity. Thank you for revealing my last name right there too. Yes, go ahead. Of course your name is Aaron. I'm <laughs> going to say your whole name. like, Aaron uh, Davis. You do have a propensity to, uh, your address is 1510. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, you do have propensity to attract stalkers. Like you've had... You've you've dated. You? I've always found yeah, this very you. interesting. That's you've dated guys. I'm trying to think this ever happened to me. I don't think so. Well, yeah, well. maybe ish. But you've dated guys who've kind of like been following you and tracking you for months or yeah, maybe yeah. years, yep. and you had no idea. But you just started dating them, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, I've been studying you my entire life." Right. That's <laughs> happened. Yes. Yes. <laughs> What's the longest someone's stalking you, and then they start dating you? 
the time like someone who two to three years probably. two to three years that they were yeah. kind of tracking you and see what yeah. your deal was and yeah. when you were single they kind of like they moseyed in. on and yeah, yeah. moseyed in yeah now do you think that that is okay or do you think that is 1000% creepy because um, I'm on the fence because at one level it could be romantic yeah, well, I mean, there's a fine line because think about how many people have celebrity crushes their whole lives. And yeah. then, like, say they meet that celebrity without stalking like them. Like Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet. He said he was, like, had a crush on her his entire yeah. life. And then they got married and, of course, they got divorced. But anyway. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. of course. Um, <laughs> no, I think I think it depends on the situation because I'm sure that there's a lot of people who, if they were like, I had a child And it's flattering. And it's flattering. Well, you know what's good about it? I find a positive is that that person probably will not fall out of love with you because they've built up this beautiful dream for years and years and i actually don't i think the chance for success is pretty high as long as they're not fully creep fully creep but if you're that person you're probably fully creep a little bit if you've been obsessively stalking stalking that will obsessively stalking that's redundant oh i kind of just had a crush on them through their yeah you know watching them at the laugh factory and watching (laughs) their like their clips on you know, Bill Dawes. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of anything like that has ever happened to me. I'm sure you. Ha- I'm. I, I'm sure you just don't even know it. You probably. It, it's a super fan. They no, they're 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 they're, they're, they're people. But usually, the 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 female super fans, uh, they live in their parents' basement in the middle of nowhere for in sure. America, okay. or they're just yeah. like drug addicted middle right. school teachers in exactly. the Midwest. Yeah. And they and they're just they're come out with it. You know what I mean? They just don't. They're not. They don't play a long game. There's no con in it. You know what I mean? They're not like sidling up to me like, hey, what's up, stranger? You know what I mean? It's sort of like... God, you just you just uh, radiate this like long game like <laughs> prize that, like for life you know vibe. I'm so surprised. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, <laughs> so surprised they don't have a long game <laughs> tactic with you, a big life plan. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, um, fair. that's fair. That's um, fair. That's fair. Oh. Um, but you guys, we have anyway. That's I always find that very fascinating that people would would do that. And I don't know. Yeah. Would, would you recommend if if a girl said to you that you were working with said, listen, this guy says he's has crushed me for three years. There's pictures of me on his wall with red strings going everywhere. No, I'm kidding. But he goes, this guy's been <laughs> a crush on me for years and um, My dirty has kind of followed me on social media yeah. and blah, 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 blah. And now I'm single. Should I go out with him? Would your, <laughs> would your advice be run? <laughs> or would your advice be like, he sounds like an upstanding citizen? I would need a full eval on that situation. Yeah. I'm sorry. You I would do like a points. detective. I would do some, some definite... Where is the line? There okay, is a the, line. Okay. Where is the line? I actually do like a little bit of a little bit of stalker. Oh, I know you do. It shows. It shows actually genuine interest. I've gone out on dates mm. with guys that I had not met before, and they knew everything about me. They had done all the research. That they to me read, is fucking buzz. Well, I guess read now all you these Google. articles, they'd be like, but no, they. You should read like what? one article at max. Don't read all well, the articles. To, well, it's hard to read these days. Then I understand it's hard to read, right? <laughs> you know, when you're playing video games, it's just hard to do it on the same screen. Um, you know, read an article and play Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I, people have done a lot of research, and I actually liked it because I said I feel like they know what they're getting into, and they're like, I think I have a good sense of her, at least professionally. So they're going to be comfortable with whatever my job is. So I think that there's an element where research shows um, intelligence because you're not taking just a shot in the dark with a stranger from an app. Um, yeah. I, I, I agree with that. It's, like it's, it's great that you can Google people to get a sense of do they ex- what, what is their footprint on the internet. Right. But then there's and also there's like, line. so you went to this elementary school 
and you blah 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 blah. Oh. You graduated like that to Elementary me is school, fucking. Elementary school, are you getting a young creepy? Well, no. If if you st- if you know where they live and you show up and you do, I I have had a creepy person who orchestrated a meeting with me in person through like bullying one of his employees to then show up so that she invited him to something that to get me to go to yeah and he pretended it was just a he's a random guy but he had been stalking for a year or two but then had this accidental meeting though he bullied one of his employees he was her higher up uh-huh to meet me at a thing and then that you, was pretty and, creepy. but then you dated him but i didn't find out until that's the thing i don't find out you've until dated like, like three guys who've like stalked you and then you found out later well when that's you have a job bizarre. that puts you in the public eye sometimes so. you, it yeah. happens right yeah it, makes it sense. happens yeah 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 it's like um, when amber heard's like i didn't know who johnny depp was shut yeah, right. up you dumb bitch yeah just like all the jurors in there had no idea who they were <laughs> they cast them very well never heard of them um, what would you say are the major pitfalls of dating and what advice would you have to people out in these streets? God, the biggest pitfalls? Like, what, what would is you, okay. it? Yeah, no, there's a ton. That's, right. yeah. Like, I guess, um, I guess, what is your elevator pitch to someone who's like, should I hire you? And what, what advice do you give me to ch- turn my life around? Well, first I'm going to die I, alone, Aaron. How oh, do you fix it? Oh, God, that's right. <laughs> no, so I, I do feed hope, but I'm also very realistic. Mm-hmm. So my goal as a wing woman is to always leave the person happier than when they came to me. So yeah. I try to find out what's the definition of making them happy, not what societal norms are. I have a lot of people tell me that they think they want to find love, but it looks a certain way. And I find out that their fear their problems with dating are because they have some preconceived notion of what it's supposed to look like and they're scared and depressed and I help them kind of tap into where their true happiness lies. I work with a lot of people who who are like 35 and up and I think that they are really confused with what would make them truly happy. So what and do they say? Like what's the most typical answer? They tell me, those? can I hire you to find me a person? Period. And they say that would make me happy. This happens to me. This is my number one case. Just find me someone and then and I'll be happy. That will make me happy. As That's opposed it. to That's I'm happy one line. and bring exactly. a person to help me. And then I say, okay, well, what does that look like for you? And why would a person make you happy? Why yeah. aren't you, not, why are you unhappy now? And then they're like, oh, I, well, I need to lose like five or 10 pounds. So maybe you shouldn't set me up with somebody now because I don't really like my body. Oh, my job mm. sucks. Like I need to move. And I'm like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Yeah. And so typically I break it down. And I say, we need to make you an independent person, happy on your own. Because um, I hate, you know this, I hate the term, you complete me. I mean, it's beautiful and romantic, but you should be a complete person when you meet somebody else who is also a complete person. Yeah. And then together, you make something beautiful. Are double complete. Yeah. Times two. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's what I try to help people find. Yeah. Yeah. Because the dating's depressing. So people come to me and say, I'm sick of it. There's, I don't like anything about it. I, th- I feel disposable. I feel like dates don't happen. Nothing works out. So just find me someone and make me happy. So the pitfalls of dating are that it is very hard. These, it's, it's very hard these Why days. do you think it's harder now than it was in the past? I have some theories. Um, there are so, lots of theories why. So I have micro and macro theory on this one. Mm-hmm. Micro is a, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of distractions. People are replaceable. But I have a big macro theory here, and that's in the overall shift Maybe I'll get canceled for this one. In the role of women um, becoming less feminine. And I think it's shifting the entire gender norm 
where men are clueless. They don't know where they fit in. Like, do I pay for dinner or is she offended because I think that she's not independent and can take care of herself? Do I pull out her chair for her? Is she going to yell at me? Where do I fit in? She doesn't even need me anymore. And the thing is, men actually like to be providers, protectors. And I believe as a little Southern girl, I still believe I would like to be protected and I want to feel safe. And emotionally and physically with a man. And I think that these the shift in gender, gender norms have, has made all of dating very complicated, very yeah. confusing, and overall like a bunch of chicken with their heads cut off, I yeah. feel like. Yeah, the gender stuff is really interesting. I've had situations where I was on a date with a girl and um, we were just walking down to somewhere. Walking, I don't know. And... She, if we walked down the street and I was not on the ah, incoming the traffic, side. she was like, yeah. and then she walked on the other side. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. Right. We just, we, we'd been walking for three seconds and she was already annoyed. Yep. And I was like, okay, cool. Then we cross the street and then I wasn't on the right side right. in that brief interim where we're crossing. And then, I, so I'm supposed to. Yep. Get the, and then we cross and go back to the left. So I'm, we take a right. I'm supposed to stay in the right and then go back <laughs> yeah, to the left. Yeah, you have to keep more on And around. I'm going like, and some women don't give a shit. And right, some women confusing. are like, it's so important. It's confusing, right? That every 20 feet, you're on the right side. Right. And I'm also kind of like, if a, I don't even understand the logic because if a car comes and hits, you're both hits dead, me, huh? it's going to hit me and I'm go- she's going to be like a cushion for me. So I'll be fine, but I'll smash her against the tree and sh- and I'll be protected from her dead, lifeless, limp body. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's beautiful. So it doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. That, the whole logic of like, if a car comes careening. Yeah, I don't get that one either. But I have dated men who say, I have to be on this side, literally to where they're like and, and rolling the way, around me like a tornado. I, I, I like, get it as a, as a general thing to try to, to maybe keep in mind, but also like as a... Ugh, ugh, can you, pl- can you please just be, it's like, first of all, bitch, that's your thing, okay? Right. It's not my thing. If you want it to be your thing, you can let me know. But don't be, a, I, I find that there's a problem. People get annoyed right away that you're not in sync with their proclivities right. and right. things they want Then you're instantly. dismissed. And but you're then like, guess what? The date's over. This is my yeah. problem with dating today, too. They're so quick to dismiss that instead of just saying, maybe this guy just didn't know to do, or maybe he doesn't even walk around much. Maybe he drives and he's new yeah. to New York or LA or something and doesn't really do this. Instead of thinking that way, they think, oh my God, he's not going to keep me safe. I can't believe he doesn't do this. He has no manners. It's over. And then you don't even make it yeah, to the Yeah, and restaurant. in New York, if you're walking down the sidewalk, do you stay on the street side or on the homeless side? Which Who do you want to protect oh, you're from? Right. The homeless Which person? You feel safer. Or the taxi? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Or do you even walk single file because people are going to you know knock into you and say, why are you walking next to each other on the sidewalk? <laughs> you that know? did happen the other night yeah, yeah that's pretty bad right yeah, remember? yeah and then you accuse me of lying exactly um, um interesting okay but it's confusing because what happens is one girl does that another girl doesn't care and then i get hired by the guy that says i don't know what to do anymore like if i open the door for one girl she says thank you so much You're, you have such good manners if i open it for the another girl the next night and she says i can get the door myself i find that type confusing. of woman is very rare these days the type of woman that doesn't Except opening a car door or opening a door or paying for the first date is very rare. I, I don't. I think that's almost like a myth of the modern college campus right now. You know what I mean? Because I find like almost every woman in the real world wants wants to be paid for, wants a door open, wants every to a point where I've I have not experienced any pushback from doing anything remotely. You do those things every once in a oh, while. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cause um, not because I'm but here's dying the to do All it. All it takes is one person. 
to kind of mess it up and then the guy's confused yeah but overall it's not even you know and i'm giving you very specific actions which are kind of dumb but it's to make a bigger point it's actually just the overall shift in the roles like women working a ton and maybe not having a vibe that's maternal and feminine and caring and doting Mm -hmm. in a way that a man feels pumps him up and makes him feel like he's he's you know appreciated or needed or and instead that feeling just makes them yeah confused and i i do i do work with women on femininity and like actually trying to be sweet and have a softer side i think softness is important we got to be tough but i will say this that the behavior of women becoming more independent and becoming stronger is also a a result of you guys not following through so that's the other pro it's the chicken before the egg no i'm not just i'm not bashing the women for becoming oh, harder. Guys, guys suck. I get it. Ah, both, both suck in their own <laughs> ways, right? We all have our problems. I suck a but little bit more. I get it. No, they um, do. I get it. A yeah, little bit more. Okay. Well, but it's uh, also, I also think that the- that modern feminism has sort of, it's very weird because it's bit itself in the butt and backtrapped and reversed and rewinded. And, and the, the, now it's like feminism buffet. You can choose the wave of feminism that you're riding on based on your mood for the day. You know what I mean? You're yeah. like, I want equal rights, but pay for all my shit. I want this, but you got to fucking That's true. That's true. That's what's confusing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's the overall confusion that's trickling down to dating, love, roles, everything. Now, one of the things I also am curious about with you is you're you're an entrepreneur. You're a businesswoman. You employ people, I'm assuming. You do in a small degree, right? You employ podcast people, different things like that. Somewhat. I, I call it more outsourcing. I would say I outsource for certain parts of my work, but I don't have an, an So one of the things I've noticed with a lot of female entrepreneurs and, and, comp- and business owners, and this has been something that's been discussed in lots of different fucking forums, is that some women think that the way for maximum success is to behave like a man. Right. And that is to fucking yell at people, be an asshole, be very alpha, yeah. fucking be. And I always thought that women were no. way We have a power better to not than, do that. Like, yeah. yeah. Like no. they have they have such harness, a harness power. The power. No They're, harness the a, a, a woman leader is different than a male leader and they should be. And they have, oh, yeah. they have it's a talents plus. that men don't have. Mm-hmm. But I find that so much of the time in the corporate world or in the entertainment world, women who act like men they feel like they need to act like men to succeed. Yeah, I think it's off-putting. Um, I, th- I think the complete opposite. I yeah. actually harness the femininity to get to be more successful in my job, and I wear really little skirts, as you know. Yeah. Um, very little tight body. Yeah, you're skirts. you're more of like a Barbie yeah. feminist. There you go. But I, I do think. Oh, I use the power. I use the power. You know my whole thought on the Me Too. I, I'm happy to do something if you give me a contract in exchange well, you know, for. No, big, no, we're not going to go there though. But um, <laughs> one of the big, no. real quick, one of the big big uh, complaints about the Barbie movie for people who are feminists, like my daughter who's like a Berkeley feminist <laughs> was for the Barbies to kind of spoiler people oh God. for the Barbies to figure out how to win at the end. They use their like manipulation and sexual wares to get the men to do what they want. So they could, oh, they okay. Could I haven't seen it. And a lot of people are like, well, that's sort of not feminism. Is it? And real feminists are like, that's fucking not. But then most people are like, no, it's yeah. solid. It's like, well done. Barbies. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's fair to do that. I think it's fair to use what people, because at the end of the day, before all the civilization and all the bells and whistles for what high society is, it was just cavemen wanting to fuck cave women, and mm-hmm. everything now is simple. Just everything that. is much simpler than people think it is. I always tell people it's taken down to basics, and I also I think you know Steve Harvey had that book, and I actually think it's fantastic. It's act like a lady and think like a man. 
Mm. So to what you just said, the, you know, using the sexuality and things like that, I actually think that is doing exactly that. Yeah. Thinking, how would this work? I use so much psychology in what I do as a wing woman, and I, I completely agree with you. You have to learn how to use something and harness it. And it's not quite manipulation. It's more... Uh, eh, it's sure, to me, it's just smarts. It's survival. By the way, I don't, think, I don't have a problem with the manipulation. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I think manipulation... I, it, mm-hmm. I was in acting school, and there were these two guys who were doing stage combat. And they were like fighting and they kept messing up. I'm like, fuck. And like, dude, you're supposed to, no, you're supposed to, like, what, fuck, fuck you. And the guy slapped him in the Ooh. face. And like, Jesus. And then they started like fighting and it became a stage combat. So there, that was the whole gimmick. But for okay. a few minutes, people thought they were really fighting. Right. And at the end, one of the students, this, this woman was so upset. She was like, I just feel like I was manipulated that whole time. And my acting teacher, legend Ron Van Lu, goes, that's what art is. You're manipulating people. That's what acting is. Right, you manipulate right. people to feel a certain way. Right. And I feel like that's true with everything in life. On one level, you are manipulating people to get them to feel a certain way. Absolutely. I try to do it as genuinely as I can. I make my own code of ethics with it, of course. But yes, it is. It's using like psychology. Like men aren't buying flowers for women because they just love the idea they, of cutting up flowers and right. having no. them die. Of course. They do it because they know that the woman will feel a certain way. Yeah. And that is a form of manipulation. Right. Yeah, I love is flowers. It effective? Yeah, it's, it's, it works every time. <laughs> I love, uh, yeah. yeah. So, Aaron, how are you not? How do you keep yourself from being jaded in this business for what you do and what you see? Mm. Do you feel that your sense of romance and optimism for for love and finding love for the rest of your life has been challenged doing this, or do you think it's been enhanced doing this? absolutely challenged <laughs> i feel like i wish i could be like of course i believe so much every day no i get very very jaded and what i do when that happens i actually have to step back and i i as silly as this sounds i take literally like mental health breaks um because i work seven days a week and the majority of my job is actually not happy fun you know oh go take somebody out who's just a blast and you're just gonna go out on the town or like oh go run this guy's dating app and take fun photos it's actually some dark i see a lot of dark stuff and i'm often disappointed in human beings when you mean you see it you you hear it over the phone my clients and work yeah yeah it's uh, the cases i deal with and and the sadness that i see is really hard human behavior can be very disappointing what's the saddest what's the most disappointing i guess I feel that people are not intentional. They don't follow through. I think that the lack of effort these days it really gets me down. Um, because of because of options, is that why, or because of general laziness? I still think it's my macro and my micro. I think that it's both. I think that yes, there's a lot of options, but the big picture is that the shift in culture and roles and independence and society. And do we need love? Are we also on technology all the time? Can love be replaced through porn and AI and all? Uh-huh. So it, there's a lot of macro issues here that are that. Oh, I think really porn is the most me. evil thing in the fucking I world. I think it's awful. Yeah. And then you know the the micro behaviors are what i see every day where it's like why did i have a month of great dates with this man and then he disappeared and i see people really confused or like why do people just not follow through why do they ghost and stand each other up or why do they disappoint and and why can't they at least just be straight up about it i wish there was just more respect in the world that being said i don't want to get too bitter because i also still the little girl in me who had her journal that she started when she was eight does believe in does believe in love and does be- does have hope and does believe but i do think you it's believe very in, hard to find like, very hard and you have to keep trucking do you believe in the idea of like that's my person 
or do you feel like that's what people impose on ideas of romance today like do you feel like people have a person or like anyone could be your person if you work it right I used to believe that there were multiple soulmates for people depending on the chapters in their life that like maybe somebody that you were with in high school mm -hmm. you had on a podcast before me maybe that was your person in high school and it fe it was an amazing chapter of your life yeah but then. you're retarded in high school exactly you know? I mean I look at my college boyfriend who was a perfect for me as a college boyfriend if we met now yeah. absolutely not we yeah. wouldn't even have anything to talk about for more than like 30 minutes yeah so I do think that there's chapters of life where it would have worked but mm -hmm. eventually when we become fully formed people I actually think it's very rare so yeah I don't really believe in the multiple soul soulmates once we are at, at a certain age yeah I've dated women who are like I don't know if you're a soulmate, but I think you're like a twin flame. Oh yeah, the twin flame. The twin flame. Good Lord. What the fuck is that? There, there's all these terminologies. These terms. No. There's, there's kindred spirits. There's twin flame. No. There's soulmate. I know. No. I actually am very simple. I usually try to cut out all the noise and tell people like, "Do you really love this person? Do you like feel that this connection is something that you can find mm -hmm. um, with somebody else?" Mm -hmm. And honestly it's i i just say bring it back to basics yeah. like the answer is usually very simple when i talk to somebody who goes i don't know if we should have a third date because like the first date was okay and i'm like wait a second stop talking do you want to see this guy again like yeah. are you excited and if they're like well like i'm like no the answer is yeah. no okay. because actually you should just ask yourself simply like can you can you live with this person or can you like live without them and yeah. when you ask them something so simple they're like i don't think i can live without somebody then Got that's it. the easy answer. It's not, well, I don't know, because like the first two dates were okay. And then he said this thing. And if you just tell yourself, well, do I want to be with them? Am I excited? Like, can we just go with the flow? Oh, that's good. I like Just I, simple. What are, right? some, what are some things that you've experienced, either for yourself or for your clients, the most common, just like absolute deal breakers? And not like they have a second family. Like simpler things. Like one of them for me is if I make a j joke and you get offended. You're offended. You've always had that I'm one. I'm just like, yours. bye. That's been your things for there for easily offended people. Like well, I, I I was on day. I think the only other Tinder date I went before you, and something happened. I said, oh, that's so gay. And someone's like, excuse me. Oh yeah, I remember you told me that. That's and always like, been your thing. I was like, not like gay, not G A Y G A Y Y Y Y Y. It's oh. a different type of gay. That and reference like, is very like '90s, though I gotta say. But anyways, it, okay. It, it, look, it's, I get okay. it's '90s. Get it. All right. I'm also it's Gen okay. X. Come on, I'm allowed. All right. So I get it, but it's also like I could understand you being like, look, again, it's like it's like say, protecting someone from the street. Right. If you don't like it, you can be exactly. like, you can right be like, away. hey, you know what? Like, I'm sorry. Like for me, the mm -hmm. language stuff is don't be. Like, don't say that. That's not how you yeah. talk about things. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? Yeah. That's just so. What are the to me, it's like if someone gets offended by any joke I make. That's a good specific one. So I actually make my clients tell me what their specific deal breakers are. And then here's where I go a step further. I tell them not to interview their date and say like, you know, do you like dogs? Like, I don't want it to become an interrogation. <laughs> I want it to become a more natural conversation in which you vet out your deal breakers. Okay. So like, wait, like what you just said, you drop a line like that's so gay and you can tell how someone acts instead of saying, by the way, do you get easily offended? Because if you do, that's my yeah, deal that's breaker. That's going to be tough No, for I'd us. rather you deliver it in a conversational way so you can enjoy your date. So my deal breakers um, are if the person likes Miami. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> they have a condo if they're like, oh man, I go down there every chance I get. I love Florida. 
I'm that seems actually, like a very small amount of people that would be like oh, that. Oh, no. it's they're out there. I'm out, from yeah. New York. Are you kidding yeah. me? It's like half the people of New York. So that to me tells me everything I need to know and I'm out. Yeah. And then my other deal breaker is second to that, which is Burning Man. Um, <laughs> if they love Burning Man, they're like, oh man, I love Burning Man. Yeah. I go every year. I those are like, those usually are the same people too, right? Right, they're completely different, but yeah. I seem to attract them like like nobody's business. Yeah, um, left and right, I'm like, oh god. So, um, so it, that's mine, and I get it out like naturally in conversation, and, and there's no judgment. It's just not for me, okay. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I ask them like. Just simply in conversation. Like so why why not, why Burning Man? Because because there are a lot of people. It's a once a year thing. So that's why I've gotten better about it. So Burning Man used to be my deal breaker before I lived in Miami, yeah. and then I'm like, you know what? It's once a year. Yeah. It's more than I'm scared of the lifestyle culture that I have met. You know the people that I know that the do Burning that Man. I'm more scared of like the orgy drugs, tents? the orgies. Yeah. I'm I'm not saying it's everybody who goes. I'm saying it's everybody I've ever met who goes. <laughs> um. But it more the, yeah. If they're not in the orgy tent, they're yeah. orgy tent adjacent. Yes, it, it, and they will just go do the orgies while they're there for that week. But I'm more worried that it's not just a week of orgies. They're going to come. Well, back yeah, they usually kind of perpetuate the parties. I've dated a burn before. Perpe- yes, and and they perpetuate. It's a the, lifestyle. Yeah, I'm more concerned with the hey, I don't want to do this just one time. But if it becomes a lifestyle, I know we're not compatible. Yeah. So it's not even judgment; it's just compatibility because I don't think our lifestyles would be compatible. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's what it comes down to for me. Now, but yeah, people have deal, all types of deal breakers. I I encourage specific ones like what both of us have yeah because yeah. it helps winnow the field down a bit yeah so why did you dump me Aaron um <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh god oh, a hot seat to end this oh, fucking podcast oh my god um uh, <laughs> the micro you, or the macro you, you I can give to, you the you, straw you that broke me, the you, camel's back you can give me or both. the like you can give me both um macro wise you know we had been together a long time and I didn't feel that we were I feel like we kind of plateaued even though and I just converted to Judaism. Oh, God. I knew you were going to pull that one out. Okay. That was huge, okay? And the thing is, is like, honestly, I probably took that as more like, well, that's not enough. And that, I'm very mad at myself for that, okay? Because I think, again, when I was younger, like, it was always, what more can you do? What more can I expect? And uh-huh. instead of just being like, this, is, but it was amazing. And I did give you like a little nudie photo shoot gift <laughs> after you finished your that conversion. Um but I guess I felt like you were still stalling. Like there was a moment we, I thought you were going to get an apartment that could have fit me in it. And we were eventually going to like share a couple places. And then I feel like you decided not to at the last minute. Mm. And then like my luggage got stolen in your car. And then wait, like, my, you were your luggage got stolen in my car. Yeah. You remember you had, mm. you took my suitcase, you left the bag in the car and you were like, Oh, the window was open and I don't. So it got stolen. <laughs> Um, like there was some, I wanted you to come to a friend's wedding with me. And then two days before you were like, babe, I got this audition and I just felt so disappointed. Like you weren't going to pull through for me. And it was mm-hmm. a few, it was these things that I just said, I don't know if he's ever going to really like want to be there for me. Like ultimately long term, like, are we just going to continue to float as two independent people, which is great. I still actually believe again in two independent people, but I felt that. You you didn't weren't showing the kind of commitment dedication that I was hoping I'd get my hopes up and then get a little mm. crushed and then you know so the whole I, you got if arrested I had, in if I had Egypt had, if I which had, was rough. I think we broke up before that. No, that was when you were actually. You know this story. Don't make me retell it. Um, but Jesus, did you? Uh, so if I'd had proposed to you, yeah, I told you I would have said yes. My parents would back that up. Anyone that knows your mom me, would have been okay said, with it. 
she said well she wouldn't have been okay but she would have said Aaron definitely would have said yes <laughs> my whole family would say Aaron would have absolutely 100% I would have I would have had have to ask yes. Bobby first my dad would have said yes though yeah even though he has dementia <laughs> he would have especially said. especially because he has dementia <laughs> yeah you gotta get him always yeah get him in one of those what words. did you say do uh, I like who? cheese What's yes yeah yeah um cheese yeah you love cheese um yeah, no, of course I, of course I would have, but I feel like you were always stalling. Like you were like, "Well, the conversion's gonna take two years, so when I'm done with that, maybe." I will say this. Let me just this. let me just say this. One of her, one of her friends. I, don't, I forget her name now. Who, who owns let's, like let's, a diamond yeah. business? Let's go ahead and forget her name because a it's a jewelry bucket, right? diamond business, mm-hmm. whatever. I talked to her about getting an engagement mm-hmm. ring, and she, and 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 you had said like, "Oh, if you work with her, you'll get like a, a huge discount, like a seventy percent discount." No, or something. you came up with the word seventy percent, and it was ridiculous. There was something fifty percent okay. or something like that. All you right, mentioned whatever. she'll give no, you a discount, so I go, I go, I'm willing, and this is me. Yeah. You know my budget. I go. I'm willing to spend fifteen thousand dollars. Oh, okay. Fifteen thousand dollars was That's what I said. That's pretty amazing. All right. And she said I would not let Aaron get engaged with less than a fifty thousand dollar engagement okay. ring. Okay. So instead of going and to I somebody said, else, bye. Okay. And then you said forget all of these dreams. But I think I mentioned that to you, and you were like, "Well, no. fifty thousand dollars is okay." Kind of, no. See, kind first of all, you know for. that that wouldn't matter to me. See, I think these are all excuses. <laughs> I think these are excuses maybe, for a commitment maybe, phobe. Maybe. And all you had to do was just give me a ring pop. And just a do ring it in pop. A funny, yeah, and just do it in a funny, cute way, and then that would have been it. And then you'd walk around it. the next six months with a ring pop. That's it. There you go. <laughs> well, it had to be sugar free. You know, it has to be a sugar free ring oh, pop. That's true. I don't know if those yeah, exist. Keto, you know, yeah. made of bone broth. No, it'd be better if it was sugar because then you would never touch it and it would just keep its integrity. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. it would look really big. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I mean, I already had the Burlington Coat Factory engagement ring. We could have just pretended. You know, yeah. you could have stolen it from me and then used <laughs> it, and I would have been that looks familiar. Actually, yeah. that's something you would do, but that is something I would do. Yeah. Well, Aaron, <laughs> this has been. Can you can you can you tell by the banter of this podcast what a relationship yeah. is like? Anyway, Aaron, you know I love you, Aaron. You're, you'll be one of the people, no matter what happens with us. You'll be one of the people in my life who I will always love, that's and I will beautiful. always respect and appreciate. And I think you're brilliant and super talented, and I think you should be really successful and the truth is like i want a sugar mama so if you do oh God. if you do end up becoming like like a multimillionaire, would you propose oh. to me oh my would you ever consider <laughs> oh <my laughs> why not oh wait the gender oh, speaking roles of the gender that. roles wait a second hey i'm do trying you think, to bring do you think it it's okay back. for to women to propose to men no all right and no and i even have a family right. member that did no you did uh, yeah are they, but no. are they together did it work out yeah of course okay it, it, again if it's for you it is for me i'm still old school so yeah and you know yeah i'd rather have a ring pop but th- and a man do it yes than me do it with whatever and you want him to get down on a knee right yes two no just <laughs> <Two> <laughs> one <laughs> one knee is fine one knee will suffice. two and more of like a bowing a kowtow like you know just fully bow to no i'm just kidding yeah of you course propo- i want them to get on i want them to, to ask before, my right? dad what's what's your ideal proposal What's your um, dream proposal? I'm actually in my old age. <laughs> I've become very old school. I really am just a romantic. I just want a genuine little speech and a surprise. I want it to come out of nowhere. Mm. Um, and it be a, very cheesy and not showy, not like a flash mob in Times Square, which I actually helped somebody plan for work. Right. I don't want, it doesn't, not flashy, just super cheesy and romantic and in a, in a place that would be special. Mm-hmm, okay. And that's it. And with a little, it, have a little speech before Like during it Kiss Cam during a baseball game with, with Javi Lopez yeah, playing. That's, that's well, Javi Lopez go. doesn't play anymore though, right? No, he's like 50. Yeah. Okay. No, he's, 
done with this yeah no that's it simple and even like dreams of a wedding when i was a little girl i was like it's gonna be so huge now i'm like i just want my mom and dad alive and healthy and present yeah. and that's it i just yeah, want them there about it, and right? mom crying that'd be great and that's slobbering it everywhere and then it's just yeah just i'm yeah I'm i think about that it'd be nice it'd, it'd be nice to get married before my parents died yeah that's i mean marriage wouldn't have to stick but just to get right just to get done them. Right, so they exactly. go like oh mom it's great like right before they die and exactly. then like, they're right dead i'm like they're dead good later it's fake yeah um, anyway, yeah. what would you like to leave people with? Parting words for people looking for love or confused about what to do in their life? And um, I want people to keep trucking and I and to love themselves first because I know it's cliche, but I really do believe if you take care of yourself and you find happiness first, you just start attracting something really mm. positive and attracting something good so i want people to just work on getting their dreams accomplished and loving themselves and being softer and kinder and more loving and more hopeful and less harsh and less judgmental be the person you want to attract open. yes yeah yeah very cool yeah. and aaron where can people employ your services or find out more about you um, or contact you and stalk you Oh, well, there you go. The best would be my website is AaronDavisWW.com. I still have the Shabbatness.com website, too. But the best way to contact me is also through social. I'm at Aaron underscore Wingwoman on Instagram. Was Aaron Wingwoman taken? No. Okay. I started went. a while ago. Yeah, I've had yeah. Instagram for a while with that name. No, but the underscore, Aaron I didn't Wingwoman. know if there was like a... Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, so that's how you can find her, and I will vouch for Erin. She's really good at her job. She's a really great social lubricant for people. Hello. She's very charming and smart and witty and brave, and sometimes you want to, you know, have her murdered because she tears you apart like Zora the Gay Blade with her wit. Oh, that's but beautiful. I Thank appreciate you for that. that. Yeah, that's a plug. Thank um, you. I've, always, I've always appreciated the fact that you can make me feel great and also like total garbage. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for uh, disappointing me for so many years. I mean, oh, giving boy. me so much love and kindness. ultimately breaking my heart with all the hopes and dreams you Will crushed. you say something but, nice to close yes. the podcast about me, please? I think you are the most brilliant, <laughs> funny, hilarious man. You are the only man in my entire life that I fought for, that I deeply wanted to be with that i loved with all my heart and soul i've never loved a man like you i think you're the one of a kind and super spectacular and nobody is like you for better oh, or worse <laughs> thank you Aaron. i appreciate yes. it now comment on my penis i'm kidding oh listen guys you've been great <laughs> uh thanks for listening and uh follow aaron davis wing woman thanks guys bye bye